This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with the lovely Mary Goulet. Hello, Mary Goulet. Hello. You're so smiley and happy today. How are you? Good. Good, good. Richie Ote, what's up, babies? Hey, how's it going? Looking also smiley and happy and so clean shaven. I can't get clean used shaven. to this whole clean shaven thing. You're look, you look Oh, 12, I'd do it all the man. time if it wasn't such a nuisance to always have to, you know, shave. It's like, I, I like I, it. I remember the, the bigger Richie Ote when you were, what, like 230 to, what oh. were you up to at some point? You were, you 255. Were 255? No I'm 6'3", though, so I mean. Oh, well, then yeah. it just spreads out. It's yeah. not as bad. Okay, I mean, but still you were 255 yeah. at your peak there? Yes. Sir. Holy moly. And the was beard was at least here? 12 pounds yeah. of that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And now you're in the 190-ish range? or mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. And, uh, and uh, like, you took up all the beard, and that like, was at least yeah, 12 pounds at least, of that. At least. Nice, man. Maybe Don't 30. you want to have it shaven because... It's so hot outside? Or? Well, well that. that too. Yeah. Then there's that. Wait, wait, holding it down in the studio. How are you, my man? And uh, Kelly's got it under control back at headquarters. And uh, we are excited for today's show because we've got a very special guest who, and I, and, I, and I will say this, I think in all of the years that we've done the show, I don't know if anyone has traveled farther than Justin Cunningham, who's hanging out with us here today. Mm-hmm. To be with us. All right, t- that may not necessarily be true. So between you and Tony Pennells, who who technically is farther from San Diego? Because Tony came uh, mm-hmm. from across the pond, uh, but technically that's not even, they don't even call it across the pond. Across the pond would be like England. So what do they call it if you come from Australia? Like what would that what would that be or New Zealand? No, it's Australia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. don't call him New Zealand. Sorry. He'll get no, yeah. No, that, no, that's no. like he'll get uh, mad about no, that. No, no, don't no. Do, yeah. I'm I'm from New Zealand. Uh, I live in Australia. I right, get nice and close uh, to yeah, that mic yeah. so everybody can hear you. Okay, there. so yeah, like Much I was better. saying, uh, I'm from New Zealand, but I live in Australia. If Tony was coming from Perth, yeah, does yeah, he win? He wins. He wins. All right, but it's pretty close, man. So thanks for coming in. Where yeah, where is home in in Australia? Melbourne. In Melbourne. Okay. It's supposed to be an amazing city. I uh, that's that's most livable place. city voted last seven years in a row. Really, in the world. What makes wow. it such? Uh, because everything you can think of that makes a good city, it's got. So it's it'd be top top four food towns in the world. Really? Easy. Wow. Easy. Um, How many people are in Melbourne now? Is it a, is it a few million? Is it a ten million? Is it? I don't I don't even know the size mm, of uh, that city. Uh, yeah, nearly four million. Near it's nearly four. surpassed Sydney. It's growing so fast. It's going to be the biggest city in Australia. Yeah, and the reason is because it's the, it's the cultural capital of Australia for sure. That's the one with Great. the big opera house looking thing, yeah. the white uh, no, that, building. That, that, the big Sydney. opera house is Sydney. Yeah. No, that is. Melbourne is very well designed. Great public transport. Great food town. Mm-hmm. Massive on sport. Uh, to give you an understanding, you know, Australia's got you know sort of twenty two million people, but like Liverpool Soccer Club came to Melbourne to put on a. Demonstration game, a hundred thousand people turned wow. up to watch it. So big, big, big wow. soccer fans so, there. Yeah, yeah. So you're huge sports down. You know, if you like tennis, clearly you see the Australian Open. It's just wait, ridiculous. tennis. <laughs> tennis. <laughs> Are we going down that road? Is, they call it tennis in Australia? No, uh, no. Yeah. no. yeah, tennis. Tennis, right? Tennis. Okay, it's sweet. You learn something Do you know what you're day. in for now? Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's just right. a sampling. He doesn't, he, he doesn't realize it. Oh, man. I, so I got wait, my, so I got my own he's, he's, we got improv. So why, why, why did you, uh, why did you abandon your your, your people in New Zealand? Because they got to be mad at you, right? Like, isn't that like a big thing, like New Zealand versus Australia? That's well, that's kind of a thing, right? You know, it's 
Yeah, yeah. But look, uh, bottom line is is that Australia is a very uh, – it's an amazing country. It's a very wealthy country. It's a lot of good opportunities. New Zealand has now got very expensive. Oh, it, really? Yeah. Uh, we probably have one of the top three real estate markets on the planet. And the reason is because our country doesn't have capital gains tax. Mm. So a lot of people from outside of our country have been going and buying property. The supply has gone down. The cost has gone up. Mm-hmm. And now basically the whole idea of youth owning houses is starting to evaporate rapidly. Yeah. And we're trying to cope and compensate, but our cost of living has gone up a lot. So as a result, um, Australia looks like a very good option. Sure. Well, thanks. Uh, so, so just in case you didn't think you could learn about geography and places to live here or anything like that here on Reinvention Radio, surprise, we, we cover it all. So but there still, you go. New so, Zealand is still amazing. So come to Melbourne to live and invest in New Zealand. There you go. And you can just give us 10% <laughs> of whatever your profits are and donate that to Steve Olsen. needs a new Ferrari fund, which I think is uh, .com now. And, uh, and there we go, man. So All right, so Justin... Let's uh, let's kind of run through. First of all, why are you here in the states, right? I mean, obviously, as you said, Melbourne is home. Uh, why are you here in the states right now? And uh, and and what's your what's your goal uh, for this particular visit? Uh, so I have uh, an amazing event I'm putting on in two weeks' time in Los Angeles called Creative Supernova, mm. and this event has uh, 14 speakers and entertainers from five countries, and it's some more entertaining than others. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps <laughs> I might have to get you to do a song and dance. Right. Steve. <laughs> exactly. so, I say that because I'm one of the 14 speakers. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Yeah. So, I so don't know yeah. where I'm going to fall on the scale. We'll find out soon enough. He's yes. going to let you warm up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I, I come from uh, a, a background of an entertainment industry as well as um, in terms of sales and marketing background and behavioral science and stuff. And so I've put all these things together. And it's really to help X Factor change agents and thought leaders and visionaries um, that want to go big and create more positive impact in the world whilst having fun. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the event is designed around uh, for so many people in all the different countries that I, I travel to. I find that um, there's, there's so much talent. It's just they, they struggle to get seen, to get heard, to feel like they're on track, to feel support. Um, yeah. And to also feel like they can kind of honour how they feel about their life rather than just chasing money to pay bills. And so they're trying to do both but really struggling to how do, they, how do I make that work? Mm-hmm. So that's what this event is about and we've got some, some, some incredible, people, incredible people that are going to be sharing. So I, I can't wait. Yeah. So take us, take us back a little bit because obviously creativity is a theme of yours and really trying to help people become... Uh, more aligned with, as I say, you know, really what puts fire in their soul and uh, and create potentially a business uh, around that, or at least be able to monetize that in some way. But take us back a little bit because you you have got a pretty interesting story of uh, being in hip hop and and rap and sort of street sports and these mm-hmm. sort of things. I mean, you're obviously kind of a, a low key dude here on the mic, but I venture to guess at some point you didn't you didn't bring us any of the old photos. Maybe you got some of those still on the phone there, but. My understanding is, uh, did you write Ice Ice Baby? You were kind of a wild dude at, at, uh, yeah. at some point. Yeah, there, right? yeah. It, it's 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 really interesting because uh, I I like being a chameleon. So you know, just when someone thinks they've got me cornered, I'm like, you think? Yeah, I love that. So, so not I, a chameleon I, from the standpoint of just blending in. You mean? Yeah, like I, you know, like I'm I'm fascinated by being in a business audience. I'm fascinated by being in a street culture audience. You know, and what they all bring. 
in terms of their style and and I, I don't I don't like being in a singular conversation. So I, I do all these things because they've got soul and I like uh, this guy. Uh, you yeah. know, so you know, like for example, and, and the 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 ethos of hip hop and skateboarding is very similar. First off, it's basically based around a sort of a punk rock attitude mm. that I'm going to make my own path. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it's also about you know don't talk about it, be about it. So if you say you're a skateboarder. I don't, I don't want to hear you say you're a skateboarder. Here's your skateboard, go skate. Mm-hmm. And if you're a rapper or dancer or graffiti artist or whatever it is, it's not, it's not like, oh, yeah, I do blah, blah, blah. Who cares? You know, show me what you got. Yeah. And so the great thing about those communities too is, is that it doesn't matter whether you're a male or a female or what your cultural background is or whether you're short, big or indifferent, it doesn't really matter. It's just about your expression, about you revealing yourself and uh, stepping into your power, and as you'll see with this event, it's a very common theme for me, is to get people to realise that they have a superpower even if they don't really see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So take us take us back because I mean you're you're you're, you're downplaying okay, the, story. the extent of the right. way. I mean you you opened <laughs> up for like the black or you were doing MC yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. Like the black so, okay, so I, I started rap battles in my country eighteen rap years ago. Right, so you were one ago. of the first people to bring like this whole concept of a yeah, rap yeah. battle, I, and for us, I started the first international rap battle in the world in two thousand and two. I define is, rap battle for us, so um, anyone that's seen Eminem Eight Mile movie, that's yes. kind of probably oh, the it's, easiest. It's one of my favorite references, yeah. you know. So, uh, but but I'm a little older than him, so you can't say I'm trying to be Eminem. He's, <laughs> he's trying to be me, really. There you go. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, so largely I was an improv. Guy, back in the day, I was also part of an award-winning theatre sports team when I was at school, and so improv was a big part of things that I like to do, freestyling. And so then when I got into all of that sort of stuff, I was actually... Um, and just by the way, we're talking about like legit improv, like somebody, like you, you're, you're on stage, somebody throws, yeah, you know, the yeah. audience throws out a word, and then you So, guys... for example, Steve here has a Tiavana, our cup of tea. Yes. So, and I'm looking at a Starbucks packet and a pair of glasses and a phone. Yes. So I have uh, two tones in a Tiavana, half a drama and half the Dalai Lama. I've got half karma with no need for armor with two pairs of glasses and I might have a couple of double passes. And my ticket's a cookie or could be a Wookiee either way. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. There you go. That's, wow. that, nice. that's, that's freestyle. Right, so, so, yeah, so. So that launched a whole bunch of international artists around the world that have gone on to have like a million downloads and various other things. And The rap battles yeah. that you put together helped launch the careers yeah. of various hip-hop artists? Yeah. Wow, cool. So, which was super exciting, and I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> but, you know, you don't know your legacy sometimes until it pops up and smacks mm-hmm. you in the face. So mm-hmm. that was amazing. And then I had people starting in their own events and calling me up and saying, do you mind if I call this event the Cunningham Shield? And I was like which is clearly my last name, I was like, you're joking. They're like, no, seriously. And they sent me a picture of this giant wooden shield with silver little things on top. I was just like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And then before that, I was a skateboarder. So for 25 years, I was a skateboarder, skateboarder with Tony Hawk and did all that stuff. And I was top you're five. You're kind of, of a my... big dude for skateboarding. I mean, you're like 6'2", 6'3". Yeah, right? well, I mean, Tony Hawk. Tony same, Hawk same, is tall. Tony Hawk tall too? Yeah. Yeah. I've never actually yeah. met him in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's right here. San when Diego. you're here? Is he? No, nah, no, nah, nah. Because he lives in Encinitas. 
Yeah, no, I've skated in Sydney a couple of times. I, yeah. I, I skated with some guys there and skated that that park, and that's amazing. So the skate culture was alive and well in uh, in New Zealand at that point. Oh, very, very much so. It like was, back yeah. in those days, a uh, good friend of mine, Andrew Morrison, he was sponsored by a, a local company called New Deal, which you may now know as Element Skateboards, mm. and uh, he was like top ten in the world, and so. So these are all sort of friends of mine. So those are the things in hip hop and skateboarding. You know, I've always been good friends, and and it just kind of crossed over. Mm-hmm. And so I skateboarded in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands, basically. And uh, now my uh, knees are really thanking me for it. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So and then I did this hip hop thing and played around the world and like you say played support for the Roots and Black Eyed Peas and Africa Bombarda, a number of big acts and. Took myself to New York, made the final of the biggest rap battle in the East Coast of America and did a bunch of that stuff. And so for me, facing fear and putting myself in the path of opportunity is a common theme and clearly coming here to launch my international event debut in a market mm-hmm. that I am not particularly au fait with, I have to have a lot of self-faith. And yeah. so this is, I'm living the message that if you've got something that you think is worthwhile, just put yourself out there and step into it because... Whether it whether it meets your goals or doesn't meet your goals, the things that are going to come out of it, you will not know and they will change your life. Mm-hmm. So if you actually want to create change, then you need to change. Mm-hmm. And so how does <laughs> tapping into, because obviously then you're a creative, I mean, it, skateboarding by its very nature is a creative endeavor. I mean, all the... Yeah. The tricks that people do. Like, there's no man. I mean, I guess maybe now there's a manual. No, there's <laughs> like, no manual. Well, you know, I mean, you see, watch enough videos. It's kind of the, the, the manual of today, right? You see yeah. these guys doing these new tricks. But it's just like these guys were just sitting around thinking about mm, maybe I can try this and just figured out how to do the kick flips and this, that, and the others. And you can see how educated I am with skateboarding. But, you know, for as far as that goes and as far as rap goes, like even just that little, you know, rap thingy you just threw down mm-hmm. here. I mean, it's just all creativity and just coming from where, where do you think creativity comes from i guess is my question uh it basically you know for, for me the the creative space comes from whatever you find is easy like for me i've always been a wordsmith so that's never really been difficult for me i've always been a conversationalist and so it's quite easy for me to use language and so it was just a natural pathway that this thing would just make sense mm-hmm. that i would go that way um and when I picked up a skateboard when I was like seven years old, it just seemed it seemed easy to me and it flowed. Mm-hmm. Some things did, some things didn't. And I think that's the important thing for people to realize is that, you know, I think that especially with things like business, people think, oh, there's a right way to do business. No, there's the effective way to do business. Mm-hmm. And if the effective, the effective way to do business is to do something where you're in flow because then you've got the energy, you've got the natural talent, you shine and you come through. And so that's, that's kind of how all of that stuff links. And so whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or whatever your personality type is, it doesn't really matter. You've got a superpower. It's just perhaps you haven't seen how it creates transformation for other people. Mm-hmm. And, and again, on a skateboard, for example, there's so many different ways to, to use a skateboard. Uh, and this is the thing that I love about it is that, it, you know, I've been now involved with skateboarding, like I say, 70s, 80s, you know, 40, you know, most years, of my yeah. life, 40 yeah. years. And to this day, I still watch skateboard videos and go, oh, my, how the, right. what the, you know? And I love that. And it's the same thing with, with, with music and freestyling and with wordplay when you see people, you know, doing 
different types of patterns and, and, and plays on their language and metaphors that you just didn't see coming and it's just, you know, brutal, mm. you know, or, or, or beautiful as the case may be. And, uh, you know, I adore that. And for a lot of those people, you get to a point where you stop doing it and you start channeling. You know, like you've been on stage many times. You know, sometimes you just get into a flow with something you're saying and just suddenly some gem just comes out that you didn't plan on coming out, but it just sure. comes out and you go, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, just didn't want to interrupt because he was asking you, when you first asked the question, it's, it's almost more like not how do you turn creativity on, but it's more if you're pinching it off, right? Because to your point of the flow, once you're going... It just kind of starts the, the, the weird itself. thing is that people think that you've got to find it. It's like, no, it's just that you've ignored it. Like for a lot of people, their talent is something that's so easy to them, they don't even value it. Like, you know, if you talk to a numbers person and, you know, like, so for example, an introvert that's into numbers and they look at these, you know, gregarious extroverts, they go, oh, you've got this advantage with selling and da-da-da-da. You know, you've got this thing over me. But I know that all those creative type people go, man, numbers – you're a genius, can mm-hmm. you hook me up? Because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. confused. Mm-hmm. See, they don't really see that it's a superpower. Yeah. You know, and, and, and this is the thing. And the thing is, is because it doesn't sound romantic. And so, again, one of the things that I like doing with people is to show them how they can transform other people's lives by reframing what they do. So I went to an event uh, last week, classic business networking event. These people keep coming up to me saying stuff like, I'm in real estate. I go, no, you're not. And they go, well, what do you mean? I says, well, what, who's your customer? Uh, families. I sell houses to families. Okay. So you supply dreams to families because clearly having your own home for a family, that's a dream. Mm. Oh, yeah. And you know, you suddenly, sell sunsets, Mary. That's I what you do. sell. You yeah. sell sunsets. Right? You know, because it's the transformation that matters. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, like, I don't really care how my mechanic fixes my car. I just want my car fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah. I want my car to run smooth. And, you know, same thing. I met a personal trainer, same thing. He's like, I'm a personal trainer. I says, no, you're not. He says, who do you help? Oh, people that have kind of given up on their own bodies and I, I help them, you know, make their way back. So you, you turn your clients into their own heroes. And he's, he's like, yeah. And yeah. All right, let's run around the table here. So let's help Richie figure out what he does, and then uh, then Mary, and then uh, and then me. Let's uh, yeah. So let's do let, like literally. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. For sure. So who's your who's your no Richie first? Okay, Richie. Yeah, yeah Richie. Yeah. First. Richie first. He always yeah. does that. Yeah. So, so there's a few different ones, but for this particular one, I help people um, do e-commerce. So help people sell stuff online. Okay. I'll give you the boring version so we can make a more fun okay. sounding way. So e-commerce. Okay. So why so, do they do it? So they could uh, have their own business online, right? So like whether they're selling on Amazon or have their own store, they can... So why do they have that? There's different reasons they have it. Some people do it just for money. Some people do it because there's a product that they believe in that needs to get to market, right? There's various reasons. Some people have super heartfelt stories. Like mm-hmm. one, he just makes... Um, little cartoon characters with patches on it that are the same patches as people with diabetes. So the kids now have little okay, animals, so, right? So, let, so there's various reasons. Okay, so cool. So now we're getting to the point that this client is a creative person and they're expressing themselves and they're doing it via a platform called e-commerce, right? Mm-hmm. 
So you're creating a platform for people to financially survive and creatively express themselves. And, and so, the, so, so this is the thing, right? Most artists, all they want is more freedom to create. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really care about money. They just care that I wish I hope I can pay the bills. But mostly, if I could just wake up every day and create, man, that that is the definition of freedom for a creative. Mm-hmm. So, and when you say it like that to a creative too, you just watch their eyes. They go, uh huh, exactly. I'll, I'll tell you one that we got to talk offline then, because ultimately, what I think I'm here to do is help creatives turn their creatives to commerce. So, yeah. basically, get paid to play. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, their, I, I, I would say is. why why is money important? You see, to me, money's not important. It's what money does for you that's important. It's mm-hmm. the transformation from money. So actually, a lot of people, for example, and this is where day one of our event actually focuses on this, is that most of the time people are focusing on the wrong problem. They're trying to make more money. I go, what do you want? I want a house. So do you have to have this much money to get a house? Well, not necessarily. Okay. What, what else would you want? I want to have a boat. I want to be in Fiji. I want to, okay, so how are we going to get you to Fiji and get you a boat? Like there's so many ways of solving these problems when you're specific about what the problem is. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, oh, I want to be wealthy, that's, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is the thing is that a lot of people, are fo- uh, they can skip the actual problem that they're spending all their time on. I do this exercise in rooms and I'm going to do it at the event. And I've done this before and I, I said to this room, I said, you know, what do you guys specifically want to have happen in your career that you would consider a win? So one woman puts her hand up, says, oh, I want to speak in Europe. I'm like, okay, but whereabouts do you want to speak? I want to speak in Ireland. Okay, great. Does anybody in this room know somebody in business that puts on business events that could make this happen for this woman to speak in Ireland? Sure enough, two hands go up. Yep, I know somebody. That, bang. Specificity is power. And so that's what I'm saying. Like when you really look at most creatives, they have a bit of a disconnect when it comes to money. Mm. And the reason that they have this disconnect is because they don't understand how it's connected to their heart. They don't get that. They're doing art from their heart. You know, they're going, oh, I love doing it. That's why I'm doing it. And then someone says, well, how much is it worth? They go, huh? Like this is not a language I speak. So the idea is then is to kind of go, well, this is what I do to help these people is to say, wouldn't it be good if more people could enjoy your art and more artists could do their art by being inspired by you? And they go, yeah. Mm. And then all of a sudden they step up and they do the work mm. it's going to take, mm-hmm. which ends up being, you know, a financial reward. But you don't frame it that way mm-hmm. because they don't, that's just not a language that they're naturally au fait with. Mm-hmm. So just kind of reading between the lines here, then I'm just trying to understand. So in terms of how Richie would reposition what he does and, and how he says it, he, he, t- what would that sound like? Because you, I mean, you yeah, seem to have go. that really to... well. I mean, like, yeah, so like, basically whoa, I'm, a, I, I'm somewhat of a cultural interpreter. Yeah. So when I hear things like this, I do value-based reframes. I listen to what the value was for the person, not what they're going to do. Like, you know, say you keep talking about what they're doing, the what, the what, the what, the what, mm-hmm. the what they do as e-commerce, what, what, what. I go, that's fine, but let's say we had 10 years into the future and it was all a great success. What did they have? Mm-hmm. You know, like, ah, oh, I could wake up every day at like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have food and bagels and coffee and get a massage and then 
go to my easel and start painting and then, you know what, just have a sleep because mm-hmm. I can. You've just described yourself really, haven't you? <laughs> just, just, just be honest. You just took a day out of your life right that there. Would be re- that would be really good, but yeah. unfortunately, no, I'm, 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 I'm hustling. And, uh, you know, but it's things like that, right? So they can step into these spaces and you go, okay, so what happened to enable that? And they go, well, what happened is, is that I have this, like, digital gallery out there and then I have all these people, I brought them all in, all my favourite artists, and we formed this one platform, and then we, we all talk about our art like once a month, and then all these other people come in and they talk about techniques, and all of a sudden we've got this great community, and this great community just falls in love with everything else that's being done, and it just turns into like success, and now it's a global thing, and it's just been great. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you can totally envision how that would happen, because mm-hmm. that's what happens, that's how communities are formed. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're a rapper, you know, like I'm, I'm part of a few different groups on Facebook and stuff, and you see these young dudes talking about hip hop that have only really been exposed to it in the last sort of 15 years, and they they kind of they, they they talk about it like they know what happened in the previous 25 years, but the point is, is they're passionate and they're looking for wisdom, they're looking for guidance, they're looking for more information, they're looking for it. You know, similar to clearly for you Steve too, you know, like when you when you bring these things on and you're an, you're an educator and you're helping people what they're all looking to do is to be more expressed and to be more successful with whatever that means to them. And they're looking for guides. Mm. They're constantly looking for heroes. Mhm. And that's what I want to help other people do, is step up, identify their superpowers and turn into heroes. Because I don't just want a teacher. I want someone that stands for what I believe in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a Gen X poster kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, baby boomers, whatever. You had your time. It's all good. <laughs> you do your thing your way. I've heard your version of events since day dot. That's not my yeah. way of looking at the world. Mm-hmm. Gen Y, you know what? I, I hear where you're coming from. I get your, you know, you're all heart-centered and, you know, everybody else has, should have looked after the world better. I get that. I, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm Billy Idol loving, Terence Trent Darby skateboarding, you know. <laughs> you guys are so uh, Hip hop, you know, whatever, combat sports, you know, rugby playing, expressive, swear when I shouldn't type dude. Yeah. And that's how it is. You know, like I'm designing a, a lookbook website for like streetwear for people my age because I'm sick of the fact that, you know, our generation, you either – you're either trying to look like you're 17 or you're trying to look like some guy that's, that's going to a ball. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like in the middle there, there's, there's all of us. Mm-hmm. And every man knows that, right? You go into a shop and you're going, oh, I suppose I'll just get this. And we have to settle because it's just not accepted that you could actually express yourself that way still at this age. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Are you trying to express yourself? Like what's that about? Uh, so, you know, I just think all that stuff's just complete hoo-ha and as society gets older around the world, I just see this becoming more and more prevalent. And, and I, want, I want to help people step up and go, wherever you're from, wherever you're at, you, you can express yourself and there's a whole tribe of people just waiting for you. And mm-hmm. every time I share that idea about this website lookbook with other guys, their eyes light up like, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it just doesn't exist. So... When you work with people, help them tap into that creativity, help them really get clear then on, you know, on what makes them unique, I want to understand what that process feels like, looks like, sounds like. So how, how could we help? So like if we used Mary as, a, yes. as, our, as our proverbial guinea pig here, so to speak, um, how would you work with Mary to help her 
tap into that. So, like, if Mary came to your event, right, like, how, what would that sound like, look like, feel like, and how can the listeners apply this then to, to, to their lives? So just, like, take Mary through that, that creative process and, and being able to articulate, uh, as you so eloquently do there. Just, I, I want to I get a sense of what that, what that sounds like. Yeah, okay. So what I do and what the event's doing are, you know... Maybe two different things. Yeah, two sure. different things because, again, we have a lot of different speakers with different angles. But for me... Clearly, I designed the event. <laughs> so yeah. day one is go big. And so the first thing I do is kind of identify what is it that you want yeah, that you don't currently have, Mary. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I, no, Steve, That's why Steve wanted to go last. Uh-huh. Yeah, because then By the time he gets there, he'll be like, we're out of time. And we're out of time. I would like either an audio format specifically to my faith because I teach people how to pray the rosary and I kind of champion the Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. But I, there's... So either a YouTube channel that accompanies my radio show. I just feel like I'm, there's something I'm supposed to be moving toward. Okay. So let's say that you've got all that. What impact or transformation did you create in the world as a result of that? What was, what's the vision? What's happening? Um, oh, definitely more courage, uh, trust, uh, commitment, inner peace, probably inner peace for people. And how would I know that that existed? I don't know. Mm. Maybe just feedback online if I'm using one of those platforms. So this is a this is an what I'm doing here is a thing called peel the onion, and you notice before I asked a lot of why questions like five whys in a row, and the reason is is because I'm getting to your heart, I'm getting out of your head and into your heart, and eventually I'll get to it. So you're talking about what it is, and I'm going why, and we're getting close, and so what ends up happening is is that once you identify that vision of change in the world. You just say that one thing to everybody and they go, <gasps> and they're just going to come running. So that's the mission. The mission is to get to that one thing that you can say, I'm looking to help. Say, for example, uh, a million Christians who are feeling anxious, depressed, and, and nervous about the way the world's going turn into champions for how I remember this faith's meant to be. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Right? This yeah. is why Steve wanted to wait to the end too. Right? right? So so this is the thing. All faith systems are based on two things, love or fear. Yes. But what does love look like? I've got a friend of mine in Melbourne right now, and one of his best friends had a stroke a week ago. He's been on life support. He's been taken off life support now. Don't know whether he'll recover. His family's surrounding by him. He's been on Facebook every day. He visits him twice a day. He's funded his girlfriend to come out from California to Australia to be with him by his bedside to help his rehabilitation. He's got a microfinancing business in the Philippines that supports Filipino poor people to to have businesses and fund their families. Mm -hmm. And this is my point. Now, when you hear that, you go, oh, what a great man, right? And that's operating from love. 
And I think this is the problem. If you, you can have belief, what are you doing with your belief? How are you being with your belief? And this is the, this is the thing that I think the whole world's looking for, a champions to say, what does belief look like in action, not what does it sound like? You know, like, do you really want to listen to someone talk about it? Or do you want to, you know, because again, when you see someone in action, it's just so powerful. And whenever I see these posts from this friend of mine, and he's so generous, always has been. And it just blows my mind. I just go, that is the embodiment of how I want to be in the world. This guy here is just a natural champion. And he's so self-deprecating. He never, he's, he's never like, oh, I just think this is how people should be. He doesn't claim anything. He's not a hero. He doesn't big note, nothing. Hmm. And I just go, that, that to me is how you want to be. And again, when you hear that example, you go, yep, I love that. What's that going to take? And so, yeah, it's the same thing for me. I've seen so many governments and organisations and structures not serve people that I want to create my own structure that helps them serve themselves and serve their communities and all their individual places, you know, ways of expressing themselves. But as we are talking about before, having them understand all the different elements. I'm lucky I'm left and right-brained. I can do the process and the creative. And bringing all that together so people can go out there and create more positive impact in the world. Paul Dunn, who's speaking on the day three of our event, has created 150 million impacts in the world with his giving platform called Buy One, Give One, where none of the money goes to governance. It goes straight to the fund. It's like the, the latest way that you can basically support through business. The way it works is you sign up, and then when the invoice is paid... The person that paid the invoice gets a letter saying, hey, John, uh, because you paid your invoice, you know, 50 children in Tanzania have now got their university paid for, you know, or they've got water or, you know, you, you just helped, uh, you know, the orangutans in Borneo survive cane sugar cropping in Indonesia and da-da-da. You can imagine, right? Mm. You're reading this going, mm-hmm. just because I paid my invoice? So that's... So this is what I'm trying to do, enable people with a really simple way they can actually change the world as well as getting them to step up and realise that they can be the hero of their tribe if they just believe in it. Hmm. Yeah. So does Very that, cool. Did we get there? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Before, yeah. before you do, Steve's, what's, what's yours again if you were to say yours? Uh, that's a great question. And normally in a business context, they say, I, I help rockstar entrepreneurs go big. Uh, and and the reason that I, I like that is I like X Factor people. I like people with edge. And go big can mean anything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it can be. I just want to create the craziest, biggest, most scary thing ever mm-hmm. that just lights me up. Or it could be, oh, I, you know, I want to make a billion bucks or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it does. It's just whatever you you consider success. So I don't. I what don't fits have, your rap and skateboard too? Just go big. That fr- I mean, how yeah, many? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you, you know. One of the things, if, if you're going to get in the ring, you know, start swinging. You know, like, it's like this isn't a rehearsal. You know what I mean? Like, for all of us, there's no point waiting. You know, there is just no point waiting. You know, and mm. it's really interesting, as we all know from the entrepreneurial mission, you know, you've got aim, ready, fire. But for most entrepreneurs, it's fire, ready, aim. But also, this is a, ma- a masculine and a feminine thing. For example, you know, I, I personally find a lot of women are much better managers than men. And they prepare very well and they, they're voracious, you know, they, they, they want to learn and learn and learn. 
Our wives matter, manage us very well, huh, Steve? It, you know, <laughs> w- 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 whereas men are much more prone to kind of pulling the trigger and just having a go, making a mess, learning from the mess and then getting better. Mm-hmm. And we can both learn from each other. And it's just so it's combining all of those things, you know, the introvert, the extrovert, the masculine, the feminine, the different styles of people and bringing them all together and realizing that all of those things, all of those things are, are qualities. They're not problems. They're not gaps. They're qualities. We can be and have and complement everybody with those things and creating a community that does that is what I'm looking to do. Mm-hmm. So, as you, so as you move forward now and, I mean, you've had a, we touched upon, I mean, you've had a pretty storied career and we didn't even get into much of the personal side of things. I mean, as far as your, your wife and the illness and nursing her back to health and yeah. then you guys end up separating. Yeah. What, what's most important to you now? As you as you look at kind of where you are at this and and are you fifty yet? Because uh, 40, 48. Yeah, so I'm forty eight. I'll be forty nine in November. So we're we're like, we're like right in that same yeah. exact boat there. So yeah. what what is most important to you as, as you sit here right now? So uh, uh, you know, out of coming out when you come out of a marriage, you kind of reconsider what it is that you consider to be success. Yeah, for sure. And you know, so for me, I don't. I'm based in Melbourne, but I basically want to be a global player. So my idea now is, and especially after coming here, and especially a lot of people I've met in San Diego, actually, um, absolutely beautiful people, great energy. And so I think that now what I'll do is come to California for three months a year, uh, do some stuff in Asia for a month, and then Mm. probably spend the rest of the time, maybe a month in Europe and do sorts of things like that. But ultimately it's just about bringing all these people together from around the world that's really what I want to do. I just know that everywhere I go, there's people that feel isolated and alone and misunderstood because they're different. Mm-hmm. And that they feel that they've got to be great at Facebook ads and, you know, do a Facebook Live and somehow I'll be successful and it's just a bunch of mythology, you know. like It's just all of these things. There's just so many people that aren't getting results from the stuff they've been taught and they've just stopped trusting themselves. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is to help people start trusting themselves again. Um, but how that looks in my life is, yeah, again, I, I, like, I like the idea of traveling. I've decided I don't particularly like winter. Mm. So uh, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty keen to chase the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, create this platform. I want to do transformative TV after this event as well. And uh, I, I've started actually stepping back into some of my childhood visions that I kind of thought were a little bit too unrealistic. And now I've decided that I'm just going to be unreasonable mm-hmm. about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that why you think most people end up kind of getting stuck and plateauing and just not being able to create the, the, the vision that they once had for themselves? I mean, what, I guess let me take it a step back then. What, what do you think is the, you know, the culprit, if you will, for preventing people from really living out the, the vision that so many have for themselves? Look, it's definitely fear. You know, like, again, when you're a battle rapper and someone's just done a 60-second verse and they've been talking about your mama and your dog and your drama and whatever else, what your clothes you're wearing and you're fired up, you know, you could either make it or break it right there. And and so you got to keep calm and composed and think about them and their mama and their drama and their money and their clothes, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. you got you got to keep it together. And and it's the same thing with skateboarding. You know, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're trying to land a new trick – in your head, you're, you're playing it through in your head. I go do this. And you've got all these little steps in your head and then you land it, right? You visualize the whole movie. 
And then you drop in, you try it, and you probably miss. And then you, hopefully you slide out, you don't hurt yourself. Yeah. But even if you do slide out and you hurt yourself, one thing that I learned from skateboarding, which applies to this journey, is turn that pain into focus. You know, I would always go, we had a saying on ramp skating, you know, never let the ramp beat you. So if you take Be a slam. The ramp. Yeah, ne- you know, never <laughs> let, you know, like if you, if you go down and you're in pain, just <laughs> channel all that pain into, you know, angry focus or whatever it is, just turn it into constructive energy and just run back up that, that ladder to the top of the ramp and drop back in again. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you let the pain kick in and you're, mind start to focus on it then all of them oh i'm sore and oh and then you get the woe was me and all that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. that's a really good lesson that i learned from skateboarding that really helps the thing is with most people is that they just don't give stuff a go because they perceive this fear is somehow going to get them tim ferris talks about this and i think it's a great one is that when you actually do fear setting exercises and you look at what fear is and then you go well how realistic is it that, that your greatest fear can come to life when you actually look at it from a numeric standpoint, you realize it's not very realistic that it would come to life. Mm-hmm. And once the mind acknowledges that, then all of a sudden the fear doesn't hold the power. And so that's, that's a lot what I like to do with people is kind of get them to the idea of sitting at the edge of the ramp about to drop in and try a new trick because mm. that's exactly what it is. Mm. You know, you can either drop in and see whether you can do this trick or you can just stay there and look over the edge. Yeah. So... It's kind of really up to you. But the thing is, is that I, people have to fall in love with themselves a lot. <laughs> you know, like you've actually got to go, what I'm doing is amazing. You know, like, because if you're not amazed by what you're doing, <laughs> no one else is going to be amazed but, by it. And almost to your M&M point, go back to the movie 8 Mile, there's also got to be like a, a cleansing in that self-realization. Like think of how he won that last rap battle was... Basically, just putting on the table every single thing that he knew that they would be able to attack and saying, so the F what? Yeah. You we, know, and then it was just like everyone knew. Like uh. When you expose your weaknesses, you're at your strongest. And this is the thing that most people can't struggle to understand. You know, if I admit what I'm weak at, if I admit I'm fragile, if I admit I'm sensitive, if I admit all these things then all of a sudden people are much more attracted to you because they can connect to you as a human. You come across like, oh, I'm Mr. Success. I've got cars. I've got women. I've got blah, blah, blah. It's like, I can't connect to you. Who are you? Like, you're, you're some movie character. You're not even a real person. Yeah. And, you know, this has gone on and on and on in this transformational entrepreneurial world with all these people kind of talking this hoo-ha, you know, and, and now everyone's going, well, who do I believe in? Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it's really about going, uh, you know, finding heroes that I can connect with. But the reality is, is that you can be your own hero. You just need to get a little bit of evidence. And again, this is what the event is about, is me getting something out of them about what they do and showing how that could transform other people's lives. And then Mm -hmm. their belief system kicks in and then they're excited and then they want to go forward and kick some goals. Yeah. So is that a uh, is that a Justinism? The uh, when you expose your weaknesses, you're at your strongest, or is that uh, yeah? We gotta, yeah. That's, uh, I, I, that's my my one. saying at the moment is surrender to succeed. You know, I surrender to succeed. Yeah, what? which is not a very you know kind of masculine one liner, but the the whole thing that I found was is that I'm from a family of five boys, right? So if mm. you don't talk, and you, you wouldn't probably believe it today, but normally in my family, if you don't talk loud, you don't get hurt. Sure. You know. 
And if you want to play sport and you want to be in the game, it doesn't matter they're bigger than you. you just got to get in there and cop it sweet. That's just how it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So th- that's, that's the way it is. But what I've discovered is trying to win, trying to manage, trying to lead, trying to be the hero, trying to be the best guy, you know, the, the hottest guy for the girl, the most successful guy in the room, all that sort of stuff. It's just rubbish because these are all external frames that really don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want? And just what is it that you want and who are you? And share that in its totality because other people – and it's really weird. Last night I made an event. We're talking about some stuff that's very close to my heart. I was a bit overtired and I started crying. And I was like, oh, how embarrassing. I didn't see that coming. You know, and I'm like <laughs> trying to catch my breath. And sure enough, everybody in the room just went, whoa, you know. They yeah. just connected on a very, very deep level with who I was and what I was doing. And again, that's from me surrendering, not trying to control that situation, not trying to, I'm crying, oh, this is a bad thing, I can't do that. You know, it's like, no, actually, this is important, that's the reason why I'm crying. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, too, is that a lot of people have been disconnected from how they feel about their life. You know, they're trying to logically and pragmatically be successful, and yet they know that there's some sort of disconnect and they're going, well, how do I, how do I, how do I stop that? How do I get out of that? Mm-hmm. And that's been a big part of my journey too, is realizing that um, I'm enough. The stuff that I'm doing is fantastic. I've got some gifts. I need to honor them and I need to take risks um, and, you know, fail forward and have a good time and be very grateful. And uh, that stuff just leads to a great life. And I'm, you know, again, at the end of my life, um, you know, my thing is about having the best stories that you could possibly have. That's what I consider to be wealth. Um, my stepfather uh, passed away a week ago and his funeral was all about all the stuff he'd done in my city. You know, he'd had a, had a, a, a tunnel built. He built the f- first crematorium in, in our city. He, really? He was an award-winning strategy games inventor, had top ten games of all time in the world. Hmm. Um, you know, he wrote an award-winning song called A Mother As Lovely As You, which is a worldwide anthem on Mother's Day, which most people think is a classic song. He actually wrote it. Uh, you know, and you just kind of listened to all these accolades and you just went, wow, that's a life well led. Yeah. yeah. So that to no, me is what it's about. And there's no straight line between them. I mean, if you look at the, the different things that this guy did, I mean, it's, it's so varied. And he was a chartered accountant. <laughs> Really? So, yeah, juxtaposed, right? Yeah. So, but he just lived that life of a creative where he was just like, I've got an idea. It's got to, it's, it's got to come to life. Well, so, and some people will say that there's, you know, there has to be correlation, there has to be alignment, there has to be a rhyme or a reason then to those various creative pursuits. But that's certainly a living example of, of I mean, you can't, it's almost impossible to connect those different endeavors to, I mean they, they, there's no common thread that, that binds them other than the belief. fact that he and belief yeah, yeah it's belief and this is the thing is that my main mission is to get people to believe that what they've got is good enough you know I discovered when I first took myself to New York for that rap battle that and I first came over here when I was thinking oh man America you know hip hop wow oh, America and you come over here and you discover that, no, I practiced every day. I was sharp. I was r- razor sharp. And when you come here, I was like, oh, these guys aren't that good. Like, and then you realize that there's no golden-haired children. 
what we're seeing on a TV is like half a percent of the population. This is not reality. Yeah. And and that sort of opened my eyes to the fact that there there's nobody better than you. This is the idea that we all grow up with. There's somebody better than me. There's nobody better than you. Yeah. We got to get you a theme song. Like crazy you get a I'm telling you I got to introduce you to my producer. You would love this guy. Yeah, we just we sure. done we done three different versions of the what is your what song. The last one's killer. You need a man. I yeah. can I, and then you rapping it. on it. Oh my god, that would be Let's do it. That'd be amazing. All right, so give us uh Going back to the improv days, going back to the you know the rap battle days, you know all that fun stuff. Give us something, uh, you know, throw down, throw down a little something here around reinvention. You know, either reinvent or reinvention or reinventing or kind of that theme. You know, my my personal philosophy is that mm, you have the ability to change on a dime. I mean, life starts over right now and starts over again. Can I right can I now. add to yes, it? Yes, please. Can I add to it? So since I know improv and, and to the extent that the more little couple extra things you can give them, the better. Yes. Let's even throw on and help Mary with a little bit of levity. And if he can wrap a little bit of the Bible in there, too. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not, not really good with yeah. the Bible. Okay. Verse. Not, not well versed just, with the verse, hey, man. I'm just trying to throw you on that. No, That's, what, what, okay, I mean. that'll be Mary's part. So yeah. Mary can yeah. add in the Bible. Yeah, you can yeah, just you throw can, it in every now and again yeah. there. Man. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be like, you'll, be like the, you'll be like the hype girl. Jesus <laughs> like, is my homie. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, you're, you're totally I mean, on the spot here, man. But come on, okay, we're selling tickets for your event for you. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember all the stuff. Do you need a beat? Do you... Yeah, okay, so I don't know if this is going to work with this. We're going to have to do a beat. Yeah, we've got to do a beat here. Yes. One, two, one, two. Here we go. I'm on reinvention radio. The ratio is me. Horatio, the flow microphone MC. This is your boy, Steve O and JC. Going out to Jesus Christ. Yes, me. My name JC, so we are kind of similar. Understand what's happening on the table of perimeter. The reinvention, the tension of my mind. When you were a child, you were thinking about one time when I won the game, won the girl, won the line. I won the exam and I won it one more time. I went to the movie, sort of superhero, then thought about my own life and thought I was a zero. But no, 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 no. You're back now, we're trying to get to tomorrow. My man over here talked about e-commerce. Understand what's happened on my very first verse. This is how I do it with my need and my verse. No need to practice, let alone rehearse. One micro, two micro, three micro, four. Microphone, you'll understand the styles that I explore. The similar simile, the similar symmetry, the similar symphony, the understandable, the technical simplicity. I rock a stage and I rock a page better. Microphone control, word perfect on the letter. This is how I do it from creative supernova. Understand what's happened as I pull it from my folder. No need for paper. Check my internal data. This is how I do it sooner, sooner rather than later. If you come to LA, you'll see the true truth. We've got three stages and some guys that know the boots. My man over here, does he play point guard? I might shoot in his face and show him who's real hard. I could be the Michael Jackson. I could be the Michael Jordan. When you listen to my rap styles, you'll know it's never boredom. You understand the styles. It's the way we get it done. One, three, three, a lady and three sons. That's how we do it when I rock a mic. I make sure I keep it oh, 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 so tight. The flows and my boys and the beats on the table. This is JC, word perfect, dropping one more fable. Yes, yes, y'all, yes, you don't yes, stop. Yes, yes, y'all, you don't. Yes, yes, y'all, you don't stop. Yes, yes, reinvention, you don't. Come on. 
JC nice. in the house. Wow. Nice, man. Wow. Nice. Well played. Your brain well played. works Love it. in an amazing way. JC in the house. Justin Cunningham, man. That is killer. Yeah. Thank you for that. No, that's, yeah, Wood, uh, Wood Perfect is my MC name. Where, so, so that's is what, it really? That's, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Very, 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 very cool. Clever. So. Yeah, man. All right. So if people want more information uh, about the event, what are the dates of the event? How do they get signed up for? What can they expect uh, so out of the time the, together? The, the website is creativesupernova.biz, B-I-Z. So C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-S-U-P-E-R-N-O-V-A dot B-I-Z. Yeah. And um, the dates are 23, 24, 25 August uh, it's the event itself. I've had so many people contact me that want to get stage time for this event once they heard about the concept because they can see this is this is a completely new thing. A lot of media people in LA very excited about it. They can see that entertainment combined with the education and transformation is the way to move things forward. Um, again, fourteen speakers from five countries. We've got DJs, we've got MCs, mm. we've got. All sorts of crazy stuff that I'm throwing in there um, to, nice. to give people energy. But primarily, again, if you've got a vision or you want to create change in the world and you know, you're know you stuck with your stuff and you're just going, man, this thing that I've had in my head, I just how do I, how do I bring it to life? How do I really get it out there? And, and you want to be in a, in a place where you're going to be supported to make that happen. And we are going to ch- create change in the event. Mm. I can't stand the idea of people sitting down for three days just looking at people listening. That sounds boring to me. Yeah. So we're going to workshop everything every day. Every night we're going to open up the bar at the hotel and we've called it JC's Lounge. Sweet. So people can come and have drinks and network and, you know, just chill out. You turn and water into wine over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. turn daughters into lines and water into wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, so that's – so, yeah, so we understand how people's natural flow works and that's what we want. And uh, we're creating as many opportunities as we can for people to feel uh, safe to express themselves mm-hmm. and step into their power. And if this they, is it. Yeah, man. And if they if they miss this event, whatever, can't make it to L.A. here in just a little bit to get over to, uh, you know, the was it the Sheraton? Sheraton Gateway. Sheraton Gateway outside Which, LAX there. Yeah, yeah. So if they can't make this event uh, and they want to connect with you and, and potentially learn from you, what uh, what would be the next next best thing for them? Okay, so the, the, the easiest thing is to reach out to us via email at hello at creativesupernova.biz. Yeah. So that's the easiest okay. way and just um, introduce yourself and just, you know, what it is that you, you got from our interview today and, and nice. what you'd like support with and I'd love to support you. All right, my man, Justin Cunningham, really appreciate you uh, being here with us, coming down to San Diego to hang out in studio with the uh, lovely Mary Goulet and Richie Ote and uh, myself, Steve Olsher. And I very much look forward to being with you at, uh, at Creative Supernova. That's going to be a rocking good time, man. So. Good luck for the rest of your stay here in the States. Thank and you. Uh, we'll talk to you guys really soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. 
Attention coaches, authors, speakers, and business owners. Please pay close attention to what I'm about to say if you want to secure massive visibility fast and generate thousands of highly qualified leads without spending a dime on advertising or marketing. The easiest way to make this happen is to appear as a guest on the world's most popular podcast. We recently came across an awesome resource that provides detailed contact information for 240 new media influencers who are looking for guests just like you. It's called the Ultimate Directory, and for a limited time, you can get the preview edition of the directory absolutely free. That's right, for free. It's time for you to get the visibility you and your business deserve and connect with the world's leading icons of influence who can make you famous with the push of a button. Get your free preview edition of the Ultimate Directory right now at www.myultimatedirectory.com That's myultimatedirectory.com